So they just had zero opportunities for my strategy. And I was trading like it was my last day alive, dude. I was swinging for the fences for no freaking reason. That's so it's, it's my fault that I'm, I'm down this much, but a little frustrating, I guess. What's oh, up? good. Lawrence What's up, Sean? boys? What's going on? Oh, you know, <laughs> reminiscing about the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, today today was something. There was just, I didn't really see anything good today. I yeah, thought right? Cosm, C-O-S-M would be the one, but did not was, work out. There was nothing good. Like, this is kind of rare. Usually, especially if pre-market is as awful as it was, you'd kind of expect maybe something at the open. And then I was like, okay, nothing at the open. So, like, I was like, let me wait till, like, 1030. Still nothing. It, it, it almost feels like, uh, you know, the, the market's personally messing with you. But, but really, it feels like there has to be something any second because this is so unusual for something not to pop this long. It was weird. It's only worth it if you work for it. It's only worth it if you work for it. I won't stop till they hear me now. I won't stop till I wear the crown. Yeah. It's so interesting how uh, I forgot how the small caps work. <laughs> like, I forgot that that's how it could be. Like, some days where there's, there's really nothing that shows up. Or uh, nothing, I guess, that fits with the, the volatility strategy of, like, really high gappers and um because because in the large cap there was a few there was a few crazy <sighs> that happened today yeah like large caps weren't bad today i think they were they were really the ones in play yeah yeah apple single-handedly has broke one of my strategies i had to like today because it reached its max drawdown i have to cut it um i have to cut it which is which sucks but it's funny because some of those so some of my old strategies before i started like my really really tough robustness testing some of them have passed through uh true so uh this was before you know before like april or what's it not april actually yeah maybe june and so i've been using them for a while and they've been doing good so but today it was like this one was just broken and hmm. i think it caused us we've been in like a six-day red streak which which is bad um mainly because we have the two thousand dollar account and we also have like we also sized up um so we've lost like two months of profit in like that period of time but how, how much is that draw the max drawdown for your strategy i think that strategy oh i so i it goes through there's different stages of like of how i calculate um calculate max drawdown because it's sized up but i it's past this max drawdown it's uh, what's, the what's the amount um so like i said what is actually trading versus what i use as the max drawdown is different so like right now the drawdown on the strategy itself is about 10 percent, but the max drawdown that i actually calculate 7.5 percent. like so it's, it's past 7.5 um the reason why i do that is because i size up more on the live versus the back test because I, I let the back test be a very um, base level for because all the strategies go through that base level. And what goes live is different because I have to consider how far, because some of them draw down so much more than 5%. Some of them can draw down 10% on the base level. So then I adjust that for what goes on live. So it's, it, that's why I was like, I, you know, just trust me. <laughs> it's fast. Mm -hmm. It's fast as drawdown. Um, but it's, it's, it's just, 
it's not really it's not really even the drawdown sometimes you know there are some people who calculate drawdowns not based off the drawdown but based off irregularity of the trades so like um like if you use uh monte carlo simulation if you know what that is um you can you can try to predict that this is an, a very improbable Im, improbable situation that could have that should not have happened Sounds um i know kevin kevin davy does that um but but yeah i'm not i'm it doesn't really bother me i actually i love when we're in drawdowns because you learn more about like what strategies that you can because for example now i'm thinking of, of like really really strong you know um even stronger shorting strategies and right now I, I mainly do shorting strategies. It's funny because I don't really care for long strategies because I, I find I find what happens is that when you find an edge in the shorting strategies, they stay pretty consistent in the sense of like, because it's so hard to find those edges. It's the harder edge to find in the, in the large cap market. But when you find it, you start to see certain things go on. But you have to be creative on how you find it too. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say, oh my god, you know, it's the easiest thing. I, I'll tell you, anyone, if you're trying to find a shorting strategy in large cap markets, you might as well, um, you might as well just find a, an actual job because <laughs> you will lose. It's it's very likely that you lose money. Um, so you have to be creative with it. And I would, I like if someone, if I was telling someone how to create a shorting strategy, like, you know, if, if like I had like someone who was working with me, I think they, was, they would get why it works for us. Like our shorting strategies do really, really well. Um, like if you saw the, I, well, actually I've showed you guys, it's, it's still doing pretty well, um, all of our, because I only showed you guys one of our shorting strategies. But if I showed you the other ones, you would, it, it, beat, it beats all of our long strategies right now. Your Apple uh, strategy is long based, right? Yeah. Well, we have a few things that trade Apple. We have like like the one that failed today trades Apple. We have another one that trades Apple. Uh, we have a trending one that trades Apple that does really well, obviously. Uh, Good question. Um, do you ever try to like completely cut the strategy out during like low probability markets, which is pretty much like surrounding earnings, like massive news? Or anything well, like that. The problem with with news based um, strategies is that you have to get you'd have to get the, an API like a trusting a trusted API. So you could use like Alpha. Um, what's the there's some other there's some other like news APIs that I know some people use, but then you have to back test. What did you say, Alex? There's oh, another mean? one that's like Polygon, um, Polygon or something for financial news. I, I think Polygon, yeah, Polygon does give you news too. They you can actually get news from them. Um, I I use Polygon for some of our data feeds, like some when I need it. I don't pay yeah. for data, so um, but anyway, so uh, it's hard to do those ones because you so imagine backtesting it. How does that work, right? Like <laughs> you have to get news data, you have to rank news and stuff like that. Yeah, not even ranking is like you have to do it. To test that would just be annoying. I kind of just meant like, do you think that maybe like, okay, Apple Day is today, right? Isn't it? Isn't Apple oh, yeah. well, releasing so the people, iPhone or something? So I'll tell you this. Some people do use the news data and they don't test with it. What they do is they use it as a as a volatility. Um, like if, if any news comes out, don't trade because there's irregularity in the patterns. They're human. That's what I was trade. trying to say. Yeah. So yeah, that you can do that. I mean, I don't, I don't really. Uh, the infrastructure for that is going to take time to make. 
I don't really care to do that. I've already like creating any small, any small I like infrastructure idea that I have to make takes me recoding logic for a lot of things. Um, you know, you try to you try to be as agile method as possible, like a coding method as possible, um, agile workflow, but like you you can't always simply you know seamlessly implement something sometimes you have to go underneath like all of the code and that's when it becomes annoying mm -hmm. um so like doing something like that might be might be like like it would like for example that thing would have to stop all the strategies so now i have to tell all the strategies this is a way like or maybe it will close something i don't know it, I, but i also don't think it's that val valuable because like there was a for, for example there was one time where we were having like a a a breakout strategy and like the news i think it was the just just purely the news that came in that brought that allowed it to hit profits like so you know then at that point okay now i maybe have to have something that stream that checks for good news and bad news so like i'd have to have a a um a chat gpt um uh, api that re it's, it's now i'm just what am i doing yeah, like yeah. what is, what is this for like it's it's too much work it's too much testing i'm already running into you know like um errors sometimes good errors you know they they make me miss trades that are not <laughs> are not good enough um overall though the reason why we are down so much right now is because we have the two accounts now we've sized up and um and also the irregularity in the markets like there's there's a little bit of if you look at the large caps outside of just buy because you know you you just trace buy so you get to see like kind of like a uh, amalgamation of everything um all in one um asset but if you look at the actual large caps you see that they are they're pretty crazy right now like some of them are pretty pretty erratic in um what they're doing which is fun though because you get you get to now start to think of anytime i see a new pro a, something bad happen it's a new strategy because that situation is something you can you can um back test slot machine yeah yeah, broker slot machine, exactly. And those are the ones that make you the most money, like every single time. Mm -hmm. So um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at this week. Really, really bad week for us, but good week theoretically, my in my opinion. Because I don't really at the same time, I don't really care about losing money. Um because I'm not it's not like it's a long-term goal. Um, I already know what's probably gonna happen. Um our, our strategies also have a very strong um, recovery factor. Like when they start losing money, a lot of money, they bounce back really quickly. So that's something yeah. to keep in mind. Well, it sounds like my Monday, I was going up and down five, $700 all day. And then I finally was up and then I was like, I'm out of here. When when it's choppy, I notice uh, like my P&L sometimes ranges just like a stock. And uh, when you're at the high of that range, it's sometimes a good time to walk away. I don't know if it's similar with the algorithms, but, uh, you know, I guess with the algos, you can't really just walk away. Right. That's not really part of the game. Uh, no, I, I mean, uh, so <laughs> a lot of a lot of it. So I, that's what one day I have to maybe show like one of the uh, the strategies, like the idea for the strategy. But like in in algo trading in general, and this is not any secret. Like the idea is that you would, and this is how, I mean, we do it too, right? You have a filter, right? And the filter tells you 
with conditions are met, right? Depending on what stride or strategy you're trying to trade. Some people, I know some people who trade literally noise, like they look for noise. Um, and some people who trade, you know, breakouts, so they look for very smooth, smooth trending markets, you know. Um, and you got to figure out, you got to filter out what doesn't work for you, um, different times, different whatever. And then from there, you down look for triggers, like what actually gets you in the trade. Uh, that's a little bit, uh, that can be more complex, especially in the shorting algorithms. Because um, it's 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 easy to know when there's weakness, but in these markets, you know, indexes and just stocks, equities in general have a tendency to bounce. Uh, so like there's a very high chance that your your shorting strategy will just get destroyed. Isn't it like seven seventy percent of every day in the history of the, of the SPY is uh, green? I wouldn't be surprised. I yeah. could probably test that, but and that's and but but that you know, I one thing I I think about I think about charts so differently now than when I used to. You know, when you see even like when I see just consistent greens, like I'm I'm starting to, I think about it differently. Like, what is the like when is the capitulation? Like when does the capitulation start? And that's how I I start looking for strategies because you look for capitulation and then you you start to you, that's where you can start to like come up with an idea that you think has more more of a chance. The capitulation happens when Kobe presses by. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, or when Nvidia breaks five hundred. Yeah, and I buy it at five twenty. <laughs> Dude, to, that's how I felt today. I was literally like, all right, guys, I'm out of the stock. It's probably time to buy it. And there's a, I think Tom also top uh, bottom take today. Today was just such a shitty day in terms of trading. It was impossible. Um, it's it's interesting that Lawrence, your, your algos are having a tough time. I know uh, Danny's having a tough time. I'm yeah. having a tough time. Colby, I, I, you're, I think you're having a tough time too. Uh, Cause it just, opportunities don't come a lot so it's i was i was talking to colby earlier this podcast um on like is it like there's some traders that they'll basically be retired you know quote unquote and then once the market's hot you kind of know the market's hot because everyone's trading the volume's huge Mm -hmm. a lot of green days then they show up out of the woodwork and then they'll trade super hard for one two months and then they leave and disappear you know i how do you feel about that that's so true. I mean, so I my my biggest, I don't have a like an R and D team, right, or anything. So I have to like I I have to research as many traders as possible. So I watch every trader. Like I don't think there's a trader you could bring up that I probably don't know in some way or another. Just you because I've literally so watched good with trader I, names and and their strategies. Yeah, <laughs> and I've watched literally all the chat with traders like since from the beginning till. Well, I stopped actually the new once they changed they got a new team. Um, but it's interesting to say, so to say that, to say that idea, because I don't know, I don't know if that's true though, because they are traders who are very profitable right now. They're traders who are profitable in June, July. They're traders who are profitable in February and January. And I'm talking about one individual person. So I think the idea is more, when is everyone doing the easiest thing? Like what period of time is everyone doing the easiest thing that is working out? 
As because in for it's themselves very, or just in general, the easiest? In general, like in the general perspective. Because the people who have more experience don't need necessarily always do the easiest thing. And they're used to they're used to that. They right. they're used to the chaos or the irregularity. Um when those people who come out of the woodworks, don't get me wrong, they might be amazing traders, but I also don't think they're the best traders. I think the best traders are the ones who are the most adaptable for as many scenarios. Because they're yeah. the I mean, isn't Tommy isn't Tommy like doing pretty well right now? Like um he'll have to give us the uh the spiel how he's doing right now. He's yeah, I think I saw his his um his YouTube and he was um doing pretty well. So but it's it is it is good like to think about um like I don't know how how much you guys look into because I feel like on the discretionary end it's really bad to actually look at a bunch of traders. Like it's because yeah. it can it can really mess up your mind and make you think you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, for I had me, to watch out with that personally. I don't yeah. watch too many other traders. There was a time it was really good for me. Like I was studying, you know, uh just countless traders, right? I'm trying to watch daily recaps and things like that. And then I realized I got to a point in my trading where I was pretty confident in myself. I was green. I was trending up, you know, up and to the right. And the more I studied other traders at this point, it would throw me off because I would be like, oh, this person did this. Let me try it. And then I would lose when I knew in back of my head, like this is working for me. So I think it gets you like from zero to one. But if you want to progress after that, then you have to. Really yeah, no, I, I think I think trying to I think trying to learn from varied traders is mm. bad if you're a discretionary trader. Like learning from the same niche. Like when I used to watch chat with traders back in the day, I used to only listen to the high frequency <laughs> trading people. Like, because I was like, I don't want to listen to all these algo people. I don't want to listen to all these large cap people. What are, what are they going to teach me? You know? Mm. Um, but now what I do is I listen to everyone. I listen to all the Forex. I listen to everyone. I listen to anything and any idea because I, and then you know what I start to find? They are literally 100% they're 99% winning strategies in the market, which is weird to me. We, we, we talked about it with the grid trading. The idea of that, that people, there's a guy who's been doing it for 12 years, profitable, like really profitable. And it just goes to show you, like sometimes you you get stuck in this bubble of like, think of not, of, of like, this is what has to work. This has to work. This is the only way to work, like for it to work. And then you realize, um, you realize, no, you know, something else could work. Uh, yeah, so one thing I enjoy doing, uh, I know Danny was on this. He, it was like a talk with Danny and uh, Ross and I think two other people from Warrior Trading. And I really mm -hmm. like those things. And that's kind of yeah, the reason I why I wanted to get some chairs together for, you know, weekly discussion, because that helped me kind of analyze how people are feeling about the market, especially if I take a couple days off or something like that, which I do quite a lot uh, mm -hmm. in, in the summertime. <clears throat> but now I'm, I'm getting back. But that kind of gets me to see if, okay, I'm thinking the right things uh, or, you know, what's their perspective? Am I missing something? Uh, or can yeah. they explain this situation that happened? Because Another I don't way. really understand it. So that's really where I get a lot of value from. But no, yeah, I, are, are tough. Can't I agree. I, I, I watch a lot of traders like Tommy. The reason why I watch Tommy's YouTube or Relentless and other people, I like to get a gauge of the market. Yeah. I don't really watch it to see their performance. It's good to see like how they are going, but I like to see even their thoughts on it. Um, I don't trade small caps, but you know, I plan to come back at some point when I when I'm truly bored of these large caps. Um, <laughs> which is I don't know when that will happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I also need 
I also need um, diversification and I could do that in futures, but, you know, but I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just playing around. I'm not really, I'm not concrete. We have eight strategies now. Well, I guess seven now. And I'm launching, I'm doing another one soon. Um, I'm just trying to get some logic with that one. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty chaotic. You know what's funny with this strategy that I'm working on? If you, if you give it a wide enough net, it works on almost every stock. Almost every single like thing. When, when you say wide enough net, what do you mean by that? It's a vault. It based, it uses volatility. Um, so it looks for really strong volatility. Um, okay. But if you give it a wide enough net, you don't get a, a lot of trades at all. But if you're smart with it, you can figure it out. Um, but yeah, you can, You it works on almost every stock. So the problem right now with this, with the strategy though, is that I can't, because of that, I would have to be scanning so many stocks. You know, so like I'd have to have like 50 to 60 large caps being scanned at all times just to look for this one situation that happens maybe 20 times a year in, in you know, one of them. So it's it's not worth the time. So I'm trying to simplify it. But but it, you know what it made me think? It made me think about the small caps, like the, the what you guys do where you look for scans, where a scan will find, you know, a, a, a stock like Carvana or whatever the pre-market that is shooting up that only happens to that stock maybe twice a year maybe three times you know on eyes or something like that if you're lucky yeah but but it, it, right. but you guys but there's a lot of edge for you guys to take out of that because that scenario actually makes the most actually works the most frequently because it works on everything yeah. and it's pretty and it, it works better when you have the higher volatility so it's pretty it was pretty cre interesting for me when i was coding the strategy and then thinking about what you know what i used to do every day and i was like oh this is crazy because i'm technically i'm finding those situations mm. like you guys do every day can't um, you just you code your like uh, a such a situation where you do use the scanner and then you don't have to have a specific stock it, you just tell the code like so, like I said, we we were working on that, right? We were working on the infrastructure for that. My brother, we already we have like a doodle idea for how to implement that, right? Because uh, we would have to stream the stock for a little bit, and then you know we we've already worked it. We're gonna use Finviz, their API. Well, not their API, a API for Finviz, and like scan, uh, so we can do it for free. Um, I just say this, man. Being be doing this one as a one person, and you know my brother helps if he can, but like this as one person and still having a job and doing like living life, it's it's not easy to implement all of the cool ideas that I would love to. No, I yeah, feel like this so about it. I I totally feel you there. Like trading takes a lot of your time. Uh, you know, coding trade journal takes a lot of my time. Uh, yeah, you know, girls support, and then just the thousands of other things. It's it's tough. And then you try to do like a little bit of free time or something, or help somebody else, or look into anything else. It's like, I mean, YouTube is a whole different job, right? That's why I haven't been posting right now because I just don't have the time for it. And there's uh. Yeah, I just don't see the expected value so positive right now until I get kind of out of my sabbatical mindset. <laughs> so, you know, once I once I've come up with a new flow on on YouTube, I'll, I'll start posting again. But yeah, there's there's only so many hours in the day and so much energy and you you want to rest, too, because if you don't rest, yeah. you start missing opportunities that are right in front of your your face. So you got to take time off. Yeah, well, I, I think before like, well, before I go on, because I want I, to talk about like especially that, like taking time off because I, I kind of did that this week. I'm curious on what like 
Tommy's because we didn't get to ask you about like how you've been doing this week uh trading wise because I saw I think I saw that you were doing good I don't remember um or at least consistent uh, yeah um yeah I can uh, uh share what's been going on I guess with my trading um definitely have been consistent maybe around like uh maybe a 10 day green streak or so maybe nice. eight or 10 day green streak or so not like super big green days but very consistent Today was probably my first red day in a while, a couple weeks, um, about two or three weeks, uh, but very small, very manageable, like $30 red day. Um, so nothing, you know, definitely nothing to like be down upon, especially with this market. It's just today was just probably the slowest day we've had in like two or three weeks. And it was already slow two or three weeks ago. So it just got even slower. But there's absolutely like no opportunity today, at least for my strategy. Again, mm-hmm. some people that are doing well. SF SFWL was a stock that ripped um, on light volume. I know that some traders do thrive on those types of moves, um, and I'm sure there's some people who killed that and probably had a massive day. But for me, that's for my wheelhouse. Definitely was did not have as much opportunity, and. Um, yeah, I kept the small losses small, but keeping it consistent um, is key. Do you notice, are you noticing everyone else like struggling? Though? Like, or not struggling, yeah. but, like, everyone else kind of in a situation uh, where I get, they're not finding like consistent groove, like a consistent groove. Um. Yeah, very, uh, a lot of the traders that I have been like talking to um even in our chat room in rt's trap chat room uh yeah you can definitely tell there's a lack of consistency um opportunity and there's a lot of people you know have a couple green days and then have one red day that wipes that out a couple green days one red day that wipes that out and yeah just a lack of lack of consistent opportunity and sometimes you just forget that um everybody else is going through that as well and sometimes you just get so sucked in your own bubble, you forget that you know people are also having red days, and you beat your you beat yourself up so much. You think that everyone's doing so well, but in reality, they're not posting when they're having your red trade. They're only posting those green trades. We all know that people do that. Yeah, people do that. Um, I mean, that's a natural. I don't. I don't tend to. I don't even. I don't post any of my trades. I don't even care about my my trades. But I definitely see the. I mean, that's a natural progression. You want to show when you're doing well or doing bad. Um, I actually. Yeah. I think I think it's good to say when you're doing bad, though. It's funny because very good, yeah. Because because I I mean personally for me it's not really like I'm gonna stop. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot to learn more in the in the downside than anything. Yeah, uh, another another thing is um, you know when I first started trading, you know I would always see other people doing really well, and I would always feel bad about myself that I was like, I didn't know what I, like, why, what am I doing wrong? Why am I red on this stock and someone else is green on this stock? And I always just feel bad about myself whenever I looked at PLs and other people's PL. And so, like, for me, I don't like to post all of my green days unless somebody asks, Um, just because I don't want anyone to really feel that same way that I felt about myself when I first started trading. And that's why I also like to share, you know, when I have red days as well. So people can, you know, relate to me um, and that, you know, it's normal to have their red days. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And I'm, I'm actually, I was telling my girl, I actually like, 
I'm actually like liking the fact that we're in a red kind of a red streak because it's it's so much more to learn. I feel like there's really not not much for me to learn when the market is doing well, and it, yeah. it, it gives us false sense of security because there's always <laughs> this is a you know we we're talking about this is not like a closed market like this is not this is not like a closed um a closed what do you call it like a closed platform um kind of like something like um poker where you can kind of figure out what the next thing is going to happen because you know to some extent you never know what could happen the next day um so yeah trying to trying to figure it out when it's really bad is the best time yeah. to is the best time to like sit down and really pay attention mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah um looks like kobe just dropped but also, also to add on uh, Alex's yeah, point about watching other traders, I I don't like to watch other traders as much either. Yeah. I do occasionally, but you know now that I kind of found my own strategy, if I start to watch other people, just then it's like up. it starts to influence. Yeah, my yeah, that's making. that's how I felt too when I was discretional. I noticed I can't listen to anyone else. I had to listen to the people only who do what I'm doing. By yeah. like trading the same thing day in and day out, or the people who have traded the same thing day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's funny. Good at first, it, you know, it'll help you understand. Very helpful. Yeah. Strategy at first. Profits to be made, but yeah, it's once you once you're profitable, it yeah, you need to focus on yourself, your statistics, what's working, and and so on and so forth. Figure yeah, out talk size. talks like these though definitely help for already kind of people who crack the code. Uh, just to, yeah, of course, just oh, yeah. to get that talks, gauge on the market. Talks like this really helped me with like, even when I wasn't profitable, I think one thing, you know, I, I assume people would take away from this, from these are, you know, mindset of like people who are in different stages. Um, like, I, I don't really understand how some people look for why people, some people look for the best traders every time, in my opinion. I, I always looked for the people who were struggling uh, because the people who have made it cannot give you as much insight into what the, the, the growth looks like because they're not in the growth at, in that moment. They have grown. They have, they have gotten to the point where they've made it. And sometimes they might have forgotten or my missteps, some trials and tribulations that they, they went through it on a day-to-day basis. So I always liked to look for the people, you know, like, I think that's why I, I kind of went, enjoyed the moments Kobe was on the chat, on the, on the podcast more than, than, because you know, I only listened to the ones with Kobe in it because I was, I was more interested in his mindset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was more interested in his. Honestly, in his- hats off to Kobe, man. I don't know how the heck can you you've been sticking it out for so I'm hurting, long boys i'm hurting dude i i honestly i don't know if i could be doing this if i was in your shoes i'm i don't know how you're doing it it's I know crazy I could, that's hey, all to you i think I, I i think the thing is also i know i could and that's why i like it more because i i'm tenacious i would probably do this for 10 years even if i was losing money like i just because i don't i also don't do things that i don't feel like I want to figure out how to crack at some point. Like it just, it's I like, I'll do it probably focus on other things, like kind of where you are at on in your space, but like, I'll still be like, you know, trying to figure it out. I think that's why I was telling you. Um, that's why I was telling you, like, maybe you should figure out like a way to maybe just focus on how to backtest ideas because then, then you don't have to stress about it as much. Um, 
because you know there, there are a lot of other platforms out there that can back test very basic ideas um but like what's what's your like what's your mindset right now as far as um as far as like trades taking trades and making sure your ideas work out um well i've been everywhere all over the place i've tried every market every instrument every single thing and the only one that i've like i mean i don't have success in any of them to be fair i mean small caps i was profitable in like six months but then it was such a lull for like four months that i was like i gotta try something else this is awful i also hated the whole um like having to get in and out so fast, like that shit was so stressful to me that I just, I'd wake up and I'd be like 701 and I'm fucking like jacked off so much caffeine. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking feel like this every day. I'll like, say this, this is... if you didn't have to trade at nine in the morning or seven, I could do it. If I could trade at like four. I can. And I, I well, I, I can because it's my personality. Like my, yeah. I love, I love that shit. But it's the waking up in the morning that killed me. So, but yeah, yeah. I keep going. <laughs> But I trade now I trade futures and and the only thing that I've never really done so far with futures is like literally one strategy. And I know everyone always says that and they're always like, oh, you only need one strategy to make money in the markets. And I was always like, yeah, 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 what the fuck ever. Yeah, of course, you only need one fucking strategy. But um, now since I'm so just over it in general, I'm just like, okay, I don't know if this is ever going to fucking work. So I need to spend way more time doing other shit because I can't be fucking 30 years old losing two grand a year because i'm still trying to be a trader right like that's fucking stupid so i need to like either build a business doing something else and the only way to do that is like one strategy the variables are extremely simple like way more simple than any other strategy i've ever had in my entire life and i'm basically sitting around waiting for that one variable to happen and if the other one exists and it's the right direction i take the trade and if it doesn't i don't and i'm just and i bought uh like a top step 50k account and i'm going to trade this strategy only in that account so all my stats are kind of separated from everything else and so that account is solely for this strategy but top step helps you allows you to trade futures right yeah it's all futures I, i'm oh, okay. pretty sure it's only futures trading but it's like 50 bucks a month like i mean to, to risk 50 bucks a month and i'm trading with es contracts so it's like kind of fun when i get a trade even though it's i know it's fucking paper money i'm just like oh i got a nice trade it was 500 it's like oh that's kind of cool if i ever like do get funded and i can actually make money in this account and it's not just like using one micro contract with my own money you know because even with one micro i was risking like 50 bucks a day that's like the smallest possible size you can use in futures i guess they have like yeah. those super minis now but like i'm not fucking doing that but uh risk 50 bucks a month to like try out a strategy compared to 50 bucks a day using my own money. I'll just take the evaluation account. So that's what yeah. I'm doing now. And I don't, I mean, I'll give it probably, I don't know, three months if it works. Cool. If it doesn't still going to do the Airbnbs, still going to build shit for other people. still going to try to make money outside yeah, of the market. You, with, with anything you do in life, you kind of always want to still live your life. You, can't, you don't want to put your life on hold. And you typically want to be always kind of practicing or exercising one, two to three different options. I mean, I'm all for doubling down and giving it all and going all in, but um, you do, it is good to have different, you know, quote unquote streams of income in, in that regard yeah. and uh, practicing different skill sets, you know, especially if they're, you're curious about something, definitely practice that on the side. You'll never know when it, when it comes uh, really handy. It definitely is like uh like once you do the I'm all in, no plan B 
Like you can only do that for so long. You can't do yeah, that for years and years and years. Like I did that for two years and that was more than enough. Like now when I, I don't really have the desire to go on YouTube and like look up all these trading videos and look up all this, like whenever I want to find something interesting in trading, I just go to chat with traders, listen to the, whatever a podcast, but I'm not like out here trying to learn new shit every day. Like I have the information. I just am not implementing it correctly. And that's like the biggest thing is like even the even the discretionary aspect and ever since Lawrence came on and I've been listening to all the podcasts and all that, I'm like, why the fuck am I trading even? Like if this strategy is this simple, it's literally like break the pre-market high, break the pre-market low, watch the volume delta, watch the advanced decline line. If they're trending in the opposite direction, take the reversal trade, period. That is it. Very simple. That is, that's the whole strategy. I'm like, that can't be fucking hard to code. Well, I go look up like how to back test and trade station. I'm like on my sixth one hour long video. And I'm like, I can't fucking do that. So I'm not <laughs> well, going to fucking do it. I'm not about to spend the next three months learning how to fucking code. Like I would pay a thousand dollars before I do that. GPT. shit. That's the yeah, problem bro. is that you've, you've reached your burnout rate when you should have reached it. You sh you could have used that like the energy for that to have learned how to backtest it because yeah. I'm realizing right now I'm close to my burnout rate, but I have my strategies done. True. I was telling my girl I was like I could just most of these strategies don't need to be optimized for a year and a half. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I could I could probably really yeah. if I had if I had 400k right now, right now I could make probably 200k annually and just not have to worry about it. Um, just have to worry about liquidity and stuff like that. So it kind of makes you realize. That's why I, I've started to realize. Don't get me wrong. I love the tr I love trading and I love the idea of like consistently doing well. But it's 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 kind of it's it's a it's the worst part of the game to play because your mental health, your mental um, abilities is constantly being tested every single day. And you're, and there's a stress associated with performance. Like every performance sport, that's why you don't see even elite um, gamers play over like a certain period. Sometimes it's not even their reaction speed has died down. It's like mentally they can't keep up. You can't keep up with a 12, a 12, 13 year old who is the best in the world right now, just destroying you, who has five more years of, of playing power, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like the better play, way to play the game is to automate it as much as possible. And... I, I, that's why I, I think I said this in the beginning, like when I first hopped on early on, it's like, I do see a, a time in, in the next 10 to 15 years where retail traders are somewhat algorithmic because it happened in the finance sector around, you know, the 2005, like it really, everything became, became completely algorithmic. Like it, it really was in the nineties. Um, like 1990, I think, I think it was 1994, like almost everything, like pro the, the bigger level processes were automated. And now it's like almost everything is automated. Um, and I think like at some point retails, retail is going to catch up and be like, you know what, why the heck? Like, it's the same way you play, you know, actually Kobe, I, I know you're into poker, right? To some extent. <clears throat> Funny thing is, I don't know how to play poker at all, but I've probably watched every poker documentary ever released <laughs> because the mindset of poker players is int is interesting to me. And I have been in Vegas a few times and I know some, you know, really high-end, you know, professional gamblers um, who know, um, you know, some of the biggest um, people, all the fills and all of that. And <clears throat> I've gotten to see their mindset. Like one of the guys 
I don't want to say who he is, but he does really well. He he pretty much a lot of he flows a lot of his money in bet MGM like you and he does a lot of horse racing and all of that. Um, but you know, the mindset of poker players, the gambler mindset is really interesting. They risk 25% of their equity almost on a daily basis. Like they and that's why they're so profitable, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's why I wanted to start that 2K account was because I realized, you know, I have to at least have something taking huge risk. Like because you don't really get the prof the you don't get the 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 growth that you really want that really resonates with where you you see yourself in the next two to three years unless you take those massive risks yeah. so i wanted to do that on an account that you know doesn't really affect my net worth you know for now you know 2k exactly. account doesn't yeah. really matter which by the way that account is now 50 percent in drawdown um whoop-de-doo uh, but it's but the thing is that it risks so much it's going to climb up at some point and and destroy everything but yeah it goes back to the idea that like the smarter way to trade for me was automating it and it was just i it's not necessarily sometimes better than it's not better than danny it's not necessarily better than tommy but it's it has more longevity for me um even though like i slave away on coding sometimes i which i enjoy by the way it's not like i i don't enjoy this because yeah, i'll tell you this kobe when i first started for the first eight months i knew no i i had no idea what i was doing for a long time like my girl I was like she would see me here just sitting in front of ami broker like coding doing nothing nothing is working <laughs> and then when stuff started working oh it was it was dangerous because what was happening now was that i could now any idea i wanted I can now just test it. I could just run it. And like, if I was like, huh, what does volatility do to this? Literally one line of code or two lines of code tested. And I'm like, oh, huh. that's why I feel like I've seen so many scenarios. And I've seen like, whenever I see an equity chart, I kind of know what the idea behind the strategy is. Just off looking at the equity chart. I don't even need to, I don't even need to, to know the person's strategy. I can kind of understand the, the like, oh, he's taking very small profits and making waiting for huge wins. Oh, he's waiting for huge wins. Taking, you know, I can start to figure out what the percent win rate on and everything. And I just I just see that as a better way to trade. Um, not the best way to trade, a better way to trade over a long, longer period of time. Yeah, and I, really I will say this uh, if you, about oh, huh? I, I was gonna say that's why I'm really adamant about, you know, if it's slow or you know, I think next summer I'm probably just gonna take August fully off. Like I, I want to trade yeah. for a long period of time. And I think the best way to do that is only trading when it's really good. Otherwise, yeah. you're you're scratching around for weeks or months and you're just wearing yourself out. And that's that's another reason why I always wanted to only trade one hour of the day. Like I, yeah. I always wanted to trade all day. I'm like, look, if you just want another job, take it. <laughs> like, like Yeah, that's how I that was not too. that was not what I did this for. I didn't do this. I did this for the challenge of you know, I obviously I you know solved this competitively, like for like since I was 16. Once I had the national record, I left. I was like, all right, that's <laughs> because you have to practice every day solving the cube. And yeah, kids, like the world record now is like three seconds, 3.13. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know, right? You Back when I was there, my bad. best, my best is like eight seconds. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like you don't I and I'll say this, I've never been. Like people, some people think I'm really smart and I've always been, I've never been, I've always, I've did bad at school. I did bad in a lot of things, but I've, I've always been the most like determined to like keep going. I think ten yeah. tenacity consistency. Is, yeah. Tenacity and consistency is more, um, it's, it's more lucrative than 
than actually performing in, in performing better than everyone first. Because totally the person agree. who can keep going is the one who usually wins the race. It's not the person who just did well the first time around. Um, you know, ta- that's why I always say they always say talent can only take you so far without hard work. Um, but but yeah, it's it, back to the to the idea of like backtesting. It's like if you can backtest your ideas to some extent, um, you know, even if it's on small caps, I don't know how you do. I mean, I know how you do that, but I'm struggling to to even want to do it. Um, but like I would I I would do it. I would honestly. That's why you know what when I when I cho- chose to do this. You know what happened? I had to stop trading completely. So I literally did not pick a trade for like months. Yeah, and my my equity chart on like my my trading platform was like just flat. And it was like it was an it was interesting to me because I took some trades here and there, but it wasn't that big. But it was interesting to me because I was like, I was watching it, I was just like, don't worry, I'll come back. Don't worry, I'll come back. Because I was working on like the idea of how to dominate that. And now I definitely feel, even without drawdown, like. The reason why I don't feel any sense of like, oh my God, I'm failing is because, well, well, first off, we still have more profit than we've lost. Um, second, we are, we're sized up right now. That's why this drawdown is even happening. I think we're in a 12% drawdown on the simulations on a whole as a whole. Um, on my account is different. It's, it's a lot less uh, because I have more money in that account uh, for leverage reasons because this broker wouldn't give me leverage. But anyways, it's, the idea is that I know, you know, no matter what, I'm going to figure it out. And the, you also have to remember, this is a common phenomenon. You know, algorithmic trading is not you guessing and hoping that it works out. You know, there's a lot of people who make their days, their day, all their money. And like, I, I, I don't know if Kobe, you looked up one of those guys, like I sent you the link. For, like he's up. I'm pretty sure he's up at least 700, $700, uh, 700K right now just off his algos like if you really can you really think about that like living life not doing anything and your algos make um half a million dollars like it just makes you think like what the what's the point of me doing anything sometimes i feel i feel like i'm gonna get into run into an existential crisis where i'm like well i because i already feel like the markets are a joke i feel like how are there people slaving away every single day working and, and you know, somewhat feeling this with their 401ks and stru- and struggling. While there are people with full algorithmic AIs that build, that just rake in money um, and like, you know, from them. And it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I feel like the markets are honestly, are. I think that's why a big part of me, you know, if I, once we get up to the higher figures, like seven, eight figures, a, a big part of me is just going to give up all that money. I don't need that much money. I I don't use money. I barely spend any on anything. For me, it's, I think I'm just gonna give it back. Um, when yeah, I, I always I always have this like funny fantasy in my head where I'm like gonna be the fucking vigilante of Wall Street, where you steal <laughs> billions of dollars and you just fucking funnel that shit into every low income housing unit in the fucking country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, I think I'm for me. It's, I'm gonna be smart with it. I'm gonna like. I think I'll give it to the people. You know, have you ever heard of um, Andrew Yang? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he had the, like, the $1,000 thing that he wanted to give back. Can I just say? or whatever. That idea that he had, I already had that idea. I I had that thought of, like, a couple years before. Not not years, but, like, I thought about it before. Because 
I always lose like all these tech companies to some extent. And it's the same thing in trading, like the, the tech finance. Well, they are pretty much creating all these mathematical models to make sure that they're always on the winning side, right? Um, the same way that, you know, you know, GTO came into poker, like all these game theory people who are beating all these discretional poker players who, you know, and it happened in the, it happened in Wall Street too, when computers came and all the actual um, Wall Street people on the, on the floor were losing because they were like, the trades were being taken from them and they didn't even know what was happening before. They were just guessing. They were just making, they were just playing. They were just like, take a huge bet here, huge bet here. Now, you know, computers are beating them. But I, I always had this idea that tech is taking so much of the money and people are barely working. Because I know I have friends in like different companies that are like making so much money and their their job is like making a button, right? It's like with their whole job for like three months is like building a button to work. And I'm, I've always been like, you know what? If tech is going to be taking this much money and just absorbing it, shouldn't they just tack, give that money back to the normal, to, to humans? Since at the end of the day, they are working, they're they are taking more money than they need, right? They're doing less work and all these people are working <laughs> hard and not getting any money. I, I don't know, in my head, it just made no, it made no probable sense. And so when he had the whole idea for like the, you know, charge the tech companies more, give back the money to the, to to everyone, like uh, kind of like what I can, um, I think Alaska does that. I think they give back, a huge amount of money to the people who if you just live in alaska you get like a certain amount of well, money that's what and... basically taxes are in the social net right you well, yeah but taxes you tax your taxes go to to your your civil, <clears throat> civil structure civil structure right they don't actually go in your hand cash um but this he was talking more about cash directly to to um individuals based from these tech companies that are you know just sucking up billions of dollars doing you know the bare minimum. I don't know. It was a, it was an idea, but I'm not trying to get into politics because obviously that's kind of political. But I, it kind of goes back into finances that and that most of the ninety percent of the volume in the markets are you know, well eighty percent or ninety I can't remember is is completely algorithmically based to some extent, right? Yeah, I th I think what goes more than adding value to society if you want to make money is typically riding some sort of trend as long as possible because then you could add very small incremental value but still make a lot of money. But if you're adding yeah. value but no one values it, uh, it, it's basically worthless. So yeah, you got to ride the ride the right sectors. It's that's absolutely huge. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess before we go into too philosoph philosophical, which we could definitely do. How do you guys feel in terms of wrapping up the week? Uh, what are some game plans going forward? Anything different? You go first. Oh God, I know. Yeah. I know. For me, uh, I need to. You know, I started this week off or this month off really good. Besides closing EDTX or was it EDTX? The yeah, the EDTX. I lost so much. On behind. Oh, I thought it was behind you. It's ENTX behind e you uh and oh no e oh entx is just another ticker i traded today and i got caught i bought on this massive pullback thinking it would continue and i got i wrote this flush literally almost all the way down i took a 1200 loss on that one <clears throat> yeah so <laughs> oh. uh, that's why i put this stock to remind myself not to touch sub dollars i never touch sub dollars and then every time i do i, I get reminded why why i don't um, just like EDTX, I never touched tickers over 20 bucks. The one time I do lost 5k. So yeah. it's, 
<laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I feel like every now and then I have to make the same mistake to remind myself, but I wish I didn't have to do that. So got to be a little bit more mindful. Um, yeah, for me going forward, I just need to do more of what I'm good at. Like the last few trading days, I really nailed. I had like a thousand dollar profit, 800, 700, you know, pretty solid days. Uh, today I'm just down 2000. I was actually down 2.1 thousand. I took two tiny trades during this call and now I'm only down 19 point, uh, 19.3. So $1,930. Um, tiny trades that barely worked. They were just scratches. I, I took them because it looked like a good setup, but it actually didn't end up working. So I kind of closed for a scratch. But yeah, I mean, you know, days like today where the expected value is just not really there. There's a lot of stuff not working. I literally trended down all day today, which is also rare. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on a backside of a PL. Like I, sh I need to cut that as quick as possible. And today I failed at cutting it quick enough. So yeah, just being more mindful and, uh, walking away as hard as it is sometimes. I'm actually quite good at walking away. I really don't know why I overtraded today, probably because I knew the podcast was coming up and I was like, well, I'm going to be here in 30 minutes again anyway. So let me just stick around. I do know that sometimes that gets me in trouble. If I, if I know something's coming up and I stick around just because I'm going to have to be here anyway in like 30, 40 minutes, then I'll, I'll keep trading. So I'm just looking at the charts as opposed to like, okay, I have another project close and leave, but yeah. So that's, that's me. That's my game plan. Just kind of do less of the bad, more of what I'm, I know I'm good at. And uh, yeah, double down when it's, when, when it's working. Yeah, I'll, I'll let Kobe go. Um, CPI is tomorrow, so trade that. Maybe make some money. Maybe you there lose a fuck CPI. ton. I don't know. Stick to my one strategy. If I see any other trade or any setup that is not that, do not take it. Um, make sure that I'm. I built this really so we have a garage like below where I'm at. And it was just full of shit just from like 25 years of accumulating bullshit from my family. We have six people in my family. We're just always just accumulating shit. There's Danny. So I cleaned out the whole garage for literally like six days and I built this sick work like workshop in the back. So I'm going to be able to like build cabinets and like do all this stuff that I've been wanting to do. So I can have some kind of winter income and like make a little LLC, like building shit and remodeling people's houses and focus on that more than trading and that's my plan yeah. i hope you don't go too far away from trading though i hope i, hope oh, I definitely won't yeah I've, I've i fucking hated it so many <laughs> days in a row and still show up the next morning like really excited that there's just no way that's gonna okay, go away good. like I, I go through phases where i just fucking i'm like every trade i take every decision i make is totally just wrong no matter what and i hate it but i every day no matter what i still wake up and i'm like i can't wait to trade so like okay i don't good. know yeah. No, I, I definitely, I definitely um, don't want you to because I feel like there's there's always um you're always on the edge, <laughs> like you're always on the edge of figuring it out. You just uh you know it's just it's just waiting because I definitely felt like I was there um for a little while and then um it kind of well I I kind of figured it out closer to when I was discretionary trading, mm -hmm. but I I started to realize what what am I doing this for? I, just, I was like I just I I know I know you guys love still love doing it and everything um for me. I would rather lose my money on an algo and not be actually trading and sleep. I usually sleep and wake up and see how the algo did. Um, because I, I hate waking up in the morning. Um, then then you know to actually take the trades. It felt more, it feels more comfortable to me. But yeah, I mean, game plan for me. Um 
really, I mean, now that we've stopped, we've stopped that strategy, now that it's broken, um, I get to redo it or rethink of an idea to make up for it uh, because I still need to take advantage of the idea. It's obviously just wasn't taken advantage of well enough. Um, but that's usually how I think about it because I'm not, I never trade. I don't trade executions. I trade ideas. Executions are what just gets me in. Um, so I need to figure out how to make the idea still work. And then boom, I'll be done. And then I have another strategy that we're dropping either this week or next week, depending on how much I care. I'm also on a little bit of a break just because I was coding for a, lo a little while and I have other stuff to focus on. So not as into it as I, I was um, the last couple of weeks. So kind of just chilling until I feel as super motivated to do something crazy or someone offers me a million dollars and says, I had to do this for me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll let uh, Tommy and Danny, since Danny just joined. We're talking no. about plans for the, for the rest of the week. I thought I was early. Yeah. So, uh, oh, Danny, uh, I, I don't think you read the, the message. We did basically did oh. an hour early because I have to run, um, but that's totally fine. We were kind <clears> of <throat> doing our little synapses of, you know, uh, you know, just overall how we feel going forward. Um, we'll let Tom finish up and then we'll let you talk about just, you know, how, how you did today and, or, you know, anything you want to mm -hmm. share. And so I was, we'll just do that. So short, yeah, short my... pod for you. Keep it easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my, uh, moving forward is just going to keep taking the day as it comes and anticipate the momentum <clears> before <throat> I start trading. A lot of people make the mistake of, and of, of projecting the previous market days past onto the day today and just mm -hmm. does not work like that. You had to anticipate as today could be something completely different. Today was a perfect example of that. And I know a lot of people got stuck in some serious flushes. I did uh, as well, uh, but I was able to keep the size small because I was able to kind of anticipate that the market was not as hot as it was previous few weeks from the previous runners that we had. Um, yeah, I was able to keep the size small and uh, manage my downside risk. And I'm okay with just walking away uh, small red uh, for a day like today. But yeah, it's important to anticipate uh, the market's momentum before you start trading. But yeah, that's what I'm working on. Yep. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I started doing a daily report card this week because September has just been absolutely awful to me so far. Um, and I was watching a lot of videos over the weekend, uh, some of them from Lance, our buddy Lance Breitstein. Um, so I'm doing a bit of a daily report card, which means that before the market opens, I'm coming in and jotting down my thoughts, my daily temperature type thing. Um, Today, I wrote down expected value based on what we were seeing pre-market, and I think that's been helpful. I am on a tiny, practically non-existent green day today, but yesterday I was green with a fairly decent, half, half decent, half solid green day, especially considering what the market gave us to work with. So um, I think that's been helpful. I'm looking forward to continuing that. Um, and that's pretty much it. September, uh, if I can get out like flat on the month, would be a win. Um, so we'll see. Same, same here. If we if we get off flat and our accounts right now, oh my god! I'm, I'll yeah. show you guys the equity chart. I'll be like, this is ridiculous. 
Um, I, you know, it's one thing is funny. I found uh, that me, I think Kobe and Danny all played the guitar. I played the guitar for like, I played the guitar for eight years. I don't know how much you guys, like how intensely you guys played, but like I, I was like, I literally was going to go to school for music because of how, how much I played. <laughs> if you go on my Instagram, you see, I play, I can like, I don't have a guitar with me because I get addicted to playing. I used to play for like eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I can play anything pretty much. I can play any string instrument really by ear at this point. Like I have a friend who has a violin. I always pluck his violin. And then um, I I play, yeah, I can play like Flight of the Bumblebee or anything really by ear. And I used to play like a lot of Steve Vai, Marcus Fogley, if you know who Marcus Fogley is. You go listen to Marcus Fogley. Listen to, uh, oh my God, there's this song. Hard to play. I mean, you can't even find the tabs of it. You have to learn it by <laughs> ear. But, but um. Did you yeah. could have like a trader starter pack and it'd be like guitar, Rubik's Cube, chess, <laughs> poker, yeah. athletics, random walks in the middle of the day, laying on the floor, crying, uh-huh. like, <laughs> like, damn. Random bro. walks in the middle of the day, crying. <laughs> That's me. I'll, I'll do that section of the course. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Dang. Danny, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. It's such a bad... Uh... Bad month. I I had a yeah. huge double max loss day today myself. So yeah, she's um, yeah. How couple max loss? Yeah, I I I in in basically two trades. I was down fourteen hundred, and I kept trading. Now I'm down two k. Um, oh oh, and uh, yeah, Danny. So what's uh, Dan? How how did it get so? Well, I guess I know how it got so bad because we talked about it last podcast. But uh, yeah. Any anything else? I mean, regarding this this just month, like um, well, two Fridays ago, I had a one of those huge blowout red days. Um, I just took shares on NWGL. Hopefully, I don't get totally screwed on that into the halt down. Um, I had a huge blowout red day two Fridays ago that I just was not able to do anything against last week. Last week was a nightmare as well. Um, I was down 6,000 on the week, which is like not the end of the world, but just every day was a mess. And um, so coming into this week, the main, the main and only goal was just kind of like get some consistency back. Um, I'm in like, a $17,000 hole right now, which is solid. Um, but it's not the end of the world. And whenever I'm in a drawdown, um, like there's two options is you quit or you keep going, you figure out how to get back out of it. And I'm not expecting to get back out of it in one day, one trade, one week, uh, an $18,000 week would be a really solid week that I don't see happening right now. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I know that I can get back out of it in like 10 days or two weeks, three weeks, maybe if, if I do things well. So I'm just trying to be really selective with every trade I'm taking the reasons why I'm taking it. Um, one of the things that Lance was talking about in the video I watched the other day, talking about the daily report card was, um, basically don't take a trade if you don't feel like it would be worth writing about later so trying to keep that in mind and be intentional with each trade that i'm taking and trying to make money so um just one step at a time that's pretty much it for me 
Do you do you mind uh, pulling up your uh, trade review cumulative drawdown real quick? Sure. I just want to get a get a trade. Yeah, actually, I would love to see what that looks. like. I just want to get a a reference point as far as like how much bigger this is versus your usual. Yeah, I'm trying to. Okay, here we go. I got to keep NWGL on watch. It opens at 11.52. It's showing a seven cent gap down, which is good. Good for me, I think. Wow. So we'll see how that works out. 11.52. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I didn't import my trades from yesterday. So this is going to show a little bit less progress than I've made. But... Even with being in a really solid drawdown, um, I'm still in a pretty decent spot. I just obviously need to be kind of careful with what I'm doing right now the next couple of weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and even looking at this one, PL volatility, which I haven't really looked at much before at all. Um, I'm guessing this is the this is the zero, this is the the one standard deviation to the up and down side. So like I'm well within a normal area to be in. That's nice that they have that. I've never, I didn't know. Yeah, it's cool. I haven't really looked at that much. I haven't really had a need to, Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Nothing to panic about right now, but I definitely need to make some adjustments. Obviously, the market is telling me I need to make some adjustments. And um, I was pretty beat up about it on Friday. But um, one of the things to consider, which I I like Lance a lot, specifically for his mindset, is um, when you're taking red trades and red days, it's it's increasing your EV over time, your expected value over time, because if you can fix those issues, um, then in the future, it will exponentially help your PL grow. So yeah, sucks to be having hard times and hard days right now, but um, it's not the end of the world. It's just a good opportunity to work on things that I need to work on. I think that's something good to hear, even as a beginner trader, is that, you know, it's hard when you're not profitable, but you have to realize that when you're not, even what, even if you're not profitable, it's just another opportunity. Like every time you get into a new low, it's just another opportunity to like slowly figure out what's going on. Because sometimes people, what what they do instead is they now decide I'm going to rechange my whole system. Like I'm I'm not in a situation just because of our huge drawdown right now where I'm thinking, oh my god, I need to stop algo trading and figuring out how to do this myself. Like I'm, I'm kind of just sticking with it and trying to figure it out. So, um, yeah, if you're a new trader, you know you definitely don't want to change up things too much. I think you yeah. just grow from grow from what you know, and hopefully it, it will. Well, not hopefully, I, it will pan out because let me tell you, almost anything works. You just have to be good at um, how well yeah. you execute. Yeah, execute stick with it. And don't pivot too much. Uh, yeah, at one point you might have to quit if you you know if it's just not working out. But uh, yeah, pivoting too much is. Uh, is very dangerous. It's more dangerous so sometimes. Times. It's more dangerous sometimes than just um, um, going on with the same thing. 
Like you can pivoting itself can just change your whole mindset. And then you forget if you're even trading for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You lose yourself. You definitely lose focus. Yeah. Uh, couldn't agree more. I mean, that's, and we covered some pretty important topics here as a, as a trader. Huh? I mean, going through the trenches, huh? That's, that's really what we're all doing right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Can't wait for that next big leg to the front side. I'll tell you that, I'll tell oh, you no. that much. Yeah. <laughs> What's a front side, dude? <laughs> for real. Okay, <laughs> I was going to I was going to pull up my PL cumulative cuz Danny's like <clears throat> looks so good, mine looks literally <laughs> the opposite. I am, I, I could, was like if, damn. I would love cool. to pull up mine if it was like on something cuz I'll show you is literally every all the month of profits, 3 months of profit, boom, gone. And it's because it's strictly because we were trading at like a 2000 old. Oh. oh. No, yeah, buddy. Yeah, thing. buddy. Quiet, <laughs> quiet yourself. <laughs> no, a lot of this, this right here is mostly fake money in this evaluation account. But yeah, that's at least it's still small size. Though. When did it start? Let's see, twenty twenty. Three years, oh, this guys. Your, this is your a complete. Uh, this is forever. Oh, okay. Trade, yeah. Okay. This is actually not too bad, though. A lot of this is all fake money. I'm really probably like negative a thousand total. Oh, that's actually not too bad then. You give yourself such a hard time. I thought I was like, like I mean, I'm not just bleeding money all day, but I am three yeah. years into this and I make zero dollars. Yeah, that's so it's like hard. I mean, you even know. I'm super stressed out because like over <laughs> over like like four or five months, I'm more or less flat because I haven't been making that much money and then red mm. month and green month so i think yeah colby dude i'm oh man yeah when you're it's so stressful when you're in a kind of ranging mode for that long and now you're at the lower end of the range and it's just dude i, I feel you man it's it's stressful as hell. yeah i guess my, I guess my hope no keep going i was gonna say my hope is that like just because like like usually small cap traders it's usually just like slow steady increase my hope is that maybe if you're a futures trader it's more likely that it's like kind of find the lows, find the lows, find the lows. And then it's exponential because my Case. scale is so easy. Like I literally, if I have one ES contract and I just go to two and I double my profit, I mean, I might like one day would be like a thousand dollars and it'd be like real fast. So hopefully it's just it, like, it final kind low, of is, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I see a lot of these large caps. What happens is that I, that's why I'm not too worried about recovering from this drawdown. What I've noticed in a lot of back tests is that <clears throat> I unlike unlike small caps where they could literally go to zero and they could really literally go to a thousand. Um, these markets have to at some point reach their like their point of like, all right, it's time for us to go back to like that they revert back to like some some logical idea of what's you what's the norm. And I yeah. think that's what so that's why the strategies have like very sharp recovery factors, because they they go back to the same idea that. Hey, if you're weak, you're weak. And you're gonna, I'm gonna short you. That's the idea for right now. And it's if they lose for a while, um, they have to revert back to. At least that's what I found in a lot of like yeah. different strategies. I also, that I also had exponential growth when I started just sizing. So I started getting consistently profitable, and yeah. then I just started sizing, and my I had exponential growth, and now I'm having more like linear growth. Well, actually, for the last few yeah. months, it's been more or less flat. I've been ranging, but. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to size again and, uh, I hope I can get a little bit more exponential growth going again. Um, yeah. Sizing is, sizing is huge. But guys, I think we have to wrap it up here. Uh, any, anyone has anything else they want to leave, leave, uh, the audience with or share before mm -hmm. we call it. Don't lose all your money. 
Yeah, survive until you thrive, especially in these markets. Stop losing money. Do what Kobe's. <laughs> Honestly, I would say Kobe's Kobe's idea of like only ever losing that much. Oh my god. I mean, you know, I mean, first off, I've lost more than you. Um I but having but I, I think my job also helps me, allows me to do that. But I've made back all that that I've lost, luckily. Um, but you know, when I was going through it, I was losing more. So it's definitely can be a lot worse, but definitely do what you're doing as far as like at least keeping some logical um considerations of your your capital because all you have is your bankroll and that's all you're ever going to have at least to yep. begin with so if you lose it you know you don't want to have to start calling your grandma <laughs> and we were even talking about this earlier when your bankroll is so small like less than five thousand you can make that much money in like two months of just a very yep. shitty job like if you have a super small bankroll and it's replenishable risk the fucking thing we it's are young as fuck we are yeah, so yeah. young. Like we have 50 years to build wealth and like exactly. two grand is nothing. It doesn't mean it. even for Danny, like 20 grand, that's nothing, bro. Like you, you made a hundred thousand this year. It's, you know, you gotta be a risk. Yeah. You gotta be a huge risk taker to get to the, the pinnacles of success that we are all considering. I think yeah. literally, I've, I've seen the numbers and I've seen everything. You have to be taking the risks. Like you have I, to, I, yeah. That's why I don't stress right now about losing money because I know first off we're taking more risk and we have that two K account that is now down like again fifty percent. But like that account alone, the risk that it's taking with some consistent logical idea would do well. Like if and if you if you want to take risk and, and still trade like the spy, go to spy the three X spy. <laughs> like yeah. not, like yeah. literally, I'm being serious because I was looking at the 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 chart and I was like. Literally, this thing went from $14 to $100, like a 200% return. If you had 2K, throw it in there. Don't throw it in SPY. Because at the end of the day, what? You're going to lose 50% of your $1,000, $2,000, where you could have made double that in like that period of time. Take yeah. more risks and be more be smart about how you do so. I think, yeah, yeah we can end it on that. It's not about capital preservation right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, guys. On that note, don't get stuck in any halts. Danny, uh, good luck out there because you are in a halt. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out now. I'm down six hundred on the day after that, which is like not that big of a deal. It's just frustrating because I was green, and um, it's like it'd be sure would be nice to string together two green days in a row. Uh, <laughs> but sort of sound that, like me. Yeah, I'm not that red. Um, so day is young. Things are still moving a little bit, at least. So we'll, well see what based happens. Off the, based off the usual situation, you usually make the money. You lose the money here and then make it 10 minutes after. So hopefully. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to update you guys in 10 minutes about how I'm green and leaving. <laughs> That's the plan. All right, guys. All right. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good luck. Later, boys. See ya.